um, because he's a perfect parent and our natural parents may be imperfect and I'm a parent and I'm imperfect. So sometimes we, we transfer the imperfections of parenting as humans, we, we put that to God. But God is the perfect parent. He is our father. I know some people want to call him, call, say, refer to God as a her or mother. And I'm not going to get into that. But I refer to him as a father. He is our heavenly father. And he is the perfect parent. And just like in the natural, sometimes you're trying to tell your child something and they don't see everything you're saying. You're trying to tell them about the consequences or you're trying to warn them or you're trying to teach them something, they may not see what you see as a parent. And I've, we've been both. We've been the child and we've been the parent. So we both, we've been on both sides of that fence, right? Because I've been there where I didn't listen. And my mother, some things she said, they were true. And she was trying to warn me and, and I didn't listen. So there are times like that. And so the same thing that I experienced sometimes as a parent. But God is different from the natural parents that we have or the natural parents that we are because God is the perfect parent. And one of the things that I tell people all the time, because I'm in a lot of conversations, most of my friends, family members, we all have the same faith. So we're all talking about faith. I have learned that God really does answer all prayer. But God sometimes doesn't answer our prayers the way we want him to or the way that we think he should. Because we feel like, you know, if we feel like we're in right standing with God and we're out here doing everything he told us to do, he told us to care about people, he told us to, you know, make sure that we take care of the sick, that we feed the hungry, that we clothe the naked, that we give, that we teach, that we love. And if you feel like you're you're doing all those things, and of course we are not perfect, you might think, okay, I'm praying for something and I've asked God for this and I've stepped out on faith and I've shown him that I have faith. I've left everything. And you think that God would give you what you think you want or what you think is best. But sometimes we are we're moving in that direction and things don't happen the way we think they should happen. And we don't get what we think. And I say think we want. Because what I learned, too, is that you have to get what you don't want to know you don't want it. <laughs> so I'm going to say this again. I'm going to say this again. I used to teach it to my students. And they'd have to think about it for a second. And then I would explain it. You have to get what you don't want to know you don't want it. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's just say you're praying for a significant other. And you have this particular person in mind. And you just get fixated on that particular person. And you're praying to God, oh God, you know, bring this person in my life and let this person and I work out and let this relationship be blessed. And you're just praying and praying and praying. And then when you do get that person in your life and that person is in your everyday, you know, schedule, you start to pray, God, you know what? You can have this back (laughs) because it's not what you thought. He knew what was best. And he, and he was blessing you by not having the person in your life, but you just praying and praying and praying. And I have been there. I have been there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to tell you, you pray because you think that was the person that you wanted to be with or you should be with. And then when you get with the person, you realize, oh, no, 
this is just every day a clash because we're not equally yoked. We're not on in the same place spiritually and we're not trying to grow together spiritually. And this simply isn't going to work because without that common denominator of God being the center of our lives, people are going to start going in different directions and doing things that will sabotage themselves but also because you're with them, you will be sabotaged as well. So I, I am so glad that I was able to release that. God was able to get me out of that situation. I had to repent for making this person a God because really when I look back on it, I think, wow, I just really idolized this person. This person became an idol, little idol in my life. And so I just thank God that he got me out sane and whole physically and um, nothing was lost materially, you know, so many things. And there are some blessings from it, Uh, my child, for example. But um, the, the point I'm trying to make is I thought that's what I wanted. And God knew what was best and he was trying to block it. And I overrode what I knew. Sometimes we can override the Holy Spirit is trying to tell us because it was nudging me and saying no. And I mean, in big ways, but sometimes we will override what the Holy Spirit has put into our heart and put into our mind and we'll do something anyway. And then we have to realize, okay, ooh, I didn't want it. And that's what I mean by you have to get what you don't want to know you don't want it. I know of stories where people have gotten jobs like they thought, you know, they thought they wanted to move up. And so they were had one position and because of how our society is, we get fixated on hierarchy and positions and you know power and all of these kind of titles. So you might have a job where you're just comfortable, you're making a decent living, but it doesn't have a title or a high position. And the people will sometimes make you feel less than, but really you know just as much as they do. But you get that higher job, and with that higher level comes higher devils, okay? So you realize, okay, wait a minute. I got the promotion. I'm making more money, but I'm more stressed. I'm up later. I'm, you know, doing more, and I'm not being appreciated. All those things. And that's what I mean by you get what you don't want. You think you want it, but you don't. And God was blocking it. See, we go to God and we just pray for our will. We pray for our will. We pray for our will. And I've been there. And I'm still there sometimes where I just pray, you know, God, I want this to happen. or I think I want it to happen. But God knows what is best. And this is the part that we have to do. We have to surrender. We have to accept that. And when things don't happen the way we want them to happen, we have to trust that maybe there is something that, and I can't even say maybe, there is something that we don't see. There is something that we don't know because we are not omniscient. We don't know everything. We are not omnipotent. We don't have all power. Our perspective and our view is limited. Now, I I had LASIK, um, I don't know, it's been so long, but it's been a long time since I had LASIK. And so my vision was corrected. And I have what is called, um, you know, one eye has one vision. I don't have to wear glasses because I'm older. I had my vision done when I got it fixed, so to speak. Um, They did it where I didn't have to have reading glasses. So one eye has one vision, another eye has another vision to avoid having to have reading glasses. 
And I can only see still so far because my vision is limited as a human being. God's vision is unlimited. He doesn't need glasses. He doesn't need contacts. He doesn't need to get lazy. He sees everything. He sees what we don't see and what we can't see. And we have to get to a place where we trust him. Well, we just say, you know what, God, your will be done. And that is exactly the example that the Messiah gave us. Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Messiah, gave us this example when he knew that he was born to sacrifice himself for our evil, our sins, our iniquity. And he knew that he was going to have to get up on that cross And he was going to become a martyr and a sacrifice for us. And he made that choice. But if you remember, you go back and you read the story at the end. When he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed for God. God, if you could pass this cup, if you could take this cup away, meaning if you could take this sacrifice away from me, this action that I have to do away. But then he says these words, but not my will, your will be done. Not our will. I'm getting emotional, but your will be done. And that is where we have to rest. Let his will be done in our lives. Sometimes it's painful. I'm on this journey with you. And I'm telling you, I've had goals, I've had dreams. And it just seemed like it was so beautiful and God got us there through a lot of praying and laboring and sacrificing and all these shout outs and cries to God. And he let us get there. But then I cannot explain it. It is inexplicable. It seems that he's telling us to go in a different direction. And that is so hard because you think, okay, wait a minute. This was a good dream. We're making good memories. We're doing all these great things. Isn't this what you want us to do? But as we joke about, but this is true. Now, we sometimes we joke about this. We always say, if it is God's will, it is his bill. And if he is not, we, we need money. You know, in the Bible, when we talk about biblical stories, what a lot of people forget is that in the Bible, they didn't have the bills that we have today. At a certain, you know, at a certain point, they started to because these people in the Bible were ruled by uh, foreigners at some different points and those foreigners began to charge them for different things and they created taxes and all of these other ways to keep money circulating to them and to their government but we live in 2022 and we have to pay for clothing we got to pay for housing we got to pay for transportation you got to pay for car insurance you got to pay for lights and running water And even for me to do this on my computer, we have to pay for the internet. And so God, I know that God wants us to have those things. And so if he doesn't provide for the needs that we have, the monetary needs that we have for our dreams, at a certain point, we have to start to wonder, okay, God, if it's it's your will, then these are your bills. And if the bills are not being paid, we have to make a decision. We have, if we've already gotten out on faith, like I know I have, you know, just left everything and said, God, I'm trusting you to provide. And if that well becomes dry, you know, I'm going to have to trust that he knows what is best. And he's telling me to go in a different direction because 
I don't know about anybody else, but I don't believe God wants me to live under a bridge. I don't believe he doesn't want me to have transportation because that's work I need to be doing for his kingdom. So this is, but the point I'm trying to make in this message is that we have to just know that he knows what's best. And that's where I am in my life. I don't understand it. And this is something that I have to emphasize. God is not less great or less loving because things don't happen the way we want them to happen. That's hard. That's really, really hard. And it, it's, it's painful sometimes <laughs> because you think, okay, oh, I really wanted this drink. Can you imagine? And I'm just thinking about athletes. I don't know why this popped up in my head, but I'm just thinking about people who, you know, they play a sport from the time they were born, not the time they were born, Lord have mercy, from the time they were young. You know, they might play football, for example, and they play, you know, high school and then they go to college, they get a scholarship to play in college. And then they get, now some people don't even get drafted to the professional teams. So their dream is crushed. And all their lives, they just wanted to play, you know, professionally. Some people get cut there and that dream is never fulfilled. And I can imagine how painful it must must be because you spend so much time. And again, we have to make sure that we're not idolizing our dreams because it can happen. And I've been there. I, you know, you think you want to do something. And I, I remember just waking up in the morning, thinking about my dream and going to bed at night and praying all through the day, you know, make it happen, God, make it happen. And imagine that football player going back to that, this example making it to a professional team. They get drafted by one of the best teams in the country, the National you know, Football League. And then they play and they do well. And they get all on the team and they're winning and they make it all the way to the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl, which we're coming up in a couple of months. And they lose. That has to be crushing because their dream was to play. They got there. They played in college, they played on a professional team, and now they've made it all the way to this big game that we call the Super Bowl. And guess what? They don't win. They lose and they go. And how do you process that? And how do you say, well, God, you knew what's best. You you know, I didn't win, but you know, it, it hurts. And this is what I've learned to do. First of all, I've just learned to trust him. You got to think about his history. If he has, if you are here and he's kept you through things already, he's protected you already, he's provided for you already, God is consistent. He's not, you know, this fair weather kind of person. And I, I know people, they the moods go up and down. One minute they say one thing, I'm not having a problem with this person. And the next minute they're talking about crying and they having a problem with this person. It's like, okay, okay, I let this go. He's not like that. He's consistent. And if he's taking care of us in the past, he will continue to take care of us somehow, some way. And it may not be the way we want, and it may not look the way we want. So that's the first thing we have to do is understand and recall his history. He's already fed us. He's already clothed us. He's already provided shelter for us. He's already gave us, given us peace. We have to remember that. And then we have to always remember that he is bigger than we would ever could imagine being. He's bigger and he's better and he knows more.
period. He, I can't see. I told you I'm, I'm limited in how far I can see, even with corrected lenses. But God doesn't need contacts. He doesn't need, uh, uh, you know, glasses. He doesn't need to get LASIK surgery. His vision is perfect. And he sees what we don't see. And we have to trust that. And we have to believe that if it's not going our way and we're not getting it the way we think we want it, he is protecting us from something. He is preparing us for something else. He is leading us to a better place. And we have to say that. We have to keep telling ourselves that I'm going to say that aloud today. God, I know you know what's best for me. You have not failed me. You protect me. You love me. You keep me. And we have to say that. Sometimes we have to say it again and again. Because when we don't say it, it is extremely difficult to have want something and not have it if you think it's good. Now, some people want things that they shouldn't have. Come on now. There's people that you're praying for something. You know you don't even need that. And, and But these are sometimes for us, it's just basic things. God bless this business because we're going to do good in the hood. And God, you know, doesn't provide. And we, and then sometimes, yes, in the natural, this is another thing we do. And I want to end with this because I'm looking at my clock here on my computer. Um, we have to also pray that God will show us what to do in the natural. Because this is a part that gets dismissed a lot of times when people are teaching. God is supernatural and his power is real. Don't don't ever get it twisted. But there is also something in the natural that we must do as well in order to make the things happen that we need to happen. So for example, if you don't have a job, and again, we live in we don't live in biblical times when they didn't have certain bills. We got to get a job or we have to create a job for ourselves because we got to pay for, for a place to stay, okay? Sarah and Abraham, they didn't have to do that. They could just pitch a tent somewhere. No, we have to pay rent or mortgage. I have a mortgage to pay. So in, we, in the, we could pray to God to say, God, give us some money. God bless us. We need to pay these bills. But then in the natural, there is something that we must do. It may mean go apply for a job. It may, may mean creating a job or working a job or doing something. And this is what we cannot miss. And a lot of people miss this. And I've done it myself. We've got to pray for God to tell us what to do. He knows what is best. But there is always action on our part. Because we cannot be passive to activate the blessings of God. Yes, I do believe there are times. And I am a witness. I am a witness. When you cried out to God. And he went to the mailbox and there was money in it. That happened to me. Years ago, I'll never forget this. As long as I lived, was I was living in an apartment, single mother, my daughter, and I don't know, some kind of way my pay period was weird. And I wrote the check for the rent. And I knew that it would take a couple of days for the check to clear. But the rent, but the rent people, what they would do, the apartment people, they would not even submit the check the day of. But some kind of way, and I really believe this was intentional, they knew my paydays. And so they knew that I was writing this check, even though I hadn't gotten paid yet. And they put that check in the day of. And guess what happened to that check? It bounced like a basketball. (laughs) It bounced, baby. And so 
I didn't know it because I didn't know this was happening, but then I got this notice on my door, you know, or I don't know if it was in my door or my mailbox, but it was saying that, you know, your check did not clear. And for all those days that I had not paid, they charged me, I think, $25 per day. And I will never forget the shock of it because I never, you know, had been late and never missed a payment. Um, and, you know, here I am and I'm terrified. Now, this was a time now I probably wouldn't have that level of panic, but I had sheer, when I'm talking about terror, because I'm thinking, okay, I'm looking homeless. What am I going to do? My baby and I, with this kind of thing. Went to the mailbox, walked to the mailbox, and there was my refund from my taxes that I had overpaid in taxes and my refund check was in there and it was enough to cover everything and some that same day that's just one example but that's what I'm telling you that God will do that sometimes sometimes it's just gonna come out of the sky it is gonna you know my daughter always remind me sometimes money does come out of the sky and I pray like that I'm sorry I pray for it all I pray for that. I ask God to tell me what to do. But you do have to do that because more than likely, in order for you to get those blessings, there's something you have to do. But there are times when God will just seem to make it rain. And I'm telling you, that was one of those times. The other day, I was in my, I've been praying about this. And I was like, God, you know, my business, you know, we, we need money. And I do a lot of things for free. I give out, I just gave out three books. Not bragging on it, but I'm just saying, how could I stay in business if I keep doing this? But I had done a post on a book that I read for our story time page. And I really love the story. So I put it on my personal Facebook page. And, you know, people, you know, commenting on the book. One person asked for the book. I gave that. Well, she didn't ask. She wanted to buy the book. I gave her the book. Then two other people asked. And I had to give them the book as well. These are two people that I've known since I was a child. So I just felt like, okay, these are my childhood friends. I have to give them the book. But giving away things like that, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we need, we have, I don't have this to give away. But I, I just believe in the power that when you give, it's like a seed and it really does come back and it multiplies. But sometimes, you know, you know you're praying for your business and you're like, okay, God, I'm, I'm trying to do the right things. And we, we don't have the money. We're not generating the money. What do you want me to do? And that is what I want to tell you to do is ask God to tell you what to do. But I also pray for miracles. I pray and pray to do the same thing. He knows what's best now. He knows what's best. But I do I do pray for that stuff. I was in my car. My daughter and I, well, I don't eat, I don't eat out for breakfast usually. But she was getting breakfast and we were in the car together. And I was just sitting there at the window, and there was, I saw a bill. And I don't know, you know, I, I thought it was a dollar. I could actually spot it was a dollar. <laughs> Talk about my imperfect vision, but I recognized it, though. And I said, get out the car and go get that dollar. She said, God, your eyes are like a hawk. But no, 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 I just see money. And, I, and that, was, to me, was symbolic of how God will bring it to you. Sometimes that is how he does it. And sometimes it's not. And so that's what I want to emphasize. I want to close this out with God loves you. Don't ever feel that because he is not answering your prayers in the way that you think you want them answered. He knows what's best. He knows more than you. His ways are greater than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He has a mind 
that we cannot imagine. He sees. He is omniscient. He can see things that you can't see. And you have to trust him that he's trying to protect you, that he's trying to guard you from something, or he's trying to bless you in another way that you didn't even imagine you would be blessed. And let me tell you about these stories, and I've been there, where you look back and you say, oh my goodness, thank you. I wanted to go left, and God, you forced me to go right. And look at how better going right has been. That is what I'm talking about. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm a witness. God loves you. He knows what's best. I hope this message blessed you. If it did, email me at badthoughttherapy at gmail.com and let me know. Keep in touch with me. I appreciate my listeners. You can go to my website at badthoughttherapy.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. I'm not that active there and I don't have a lot of followers and all that good stuff. But try to like the page or follow me. That They say that helps. I need all the help I can get, right? So I hope this bless you. Peace and blessings. I am Cherie Hardy. It's been a pleasure to share with you. Have a beautiful day. This is Bad Thought Therapy.